Father, we thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in giving. And now as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts and that it will grow up into a mighty oak in our lives. So we thank you and we honor you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are now into our second episode of our series entitled Psalms 23, I Shall Not Want. Psalm 23, I Shall Not Want. Now we know that God sees our needs and he provides for them at just the right time with just the right purpose. God's intentions for us are good. He's always watching out for us and working for us to provide what we need. We must be attentive to what he is doing in our lives, whether we realize it or not, God is making sure that we rest when we need it, eat when we're hungry, and make the most of the life he has given us. And as we're going along this journey into one of the most read chapters in the Bible, I have entitled this episode, The Way of Comfort. Last week we talked about the way of contentment, and this week we are going to be into the way of comfort. Let's look at our definitions. Our first definition is psalm. A psalm is a sacred song or hymn. A song composed on a divine subject and in praise to God. Want. One is a deficiency, a, a defect, the absence of that which is necessary or useful. And comfort. Comfort is relief from the distress of mind, the ease and quiet which is experienced when pain, trouble, agitation, or affliction ceases. I want to read that one one more time. Comfort is relief from the distress of mind, the ease and quiet which is experienced when pain, trouble, agitation, or affliction ceases. The way of comfort. We're going to be Again, in Psalm 23, and we're going to go through all six verses. So Psalms 23, 1 through 6, English Standard Version, and it says this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will resonate in the recesses of our hearts in Jesus' name. As we look at this most read chapter in the Bible, the most recited set of scriptures, we can see, as we talked about last week, that we can be content in knowing that the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not have any wants. That he will provide everything that is necessary for us to be content. Then it transitions, and this is what we're going to talk about today, that not only does he make us content, not only does he put us in an environment of contentment, God also provides comfort. So in the second verse we see, he maketh me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. And what we can see that a lot of times that when we are going through points of distress, when we are in a situation where stress is all around us, that God has a way of providing us with comfort. In the midst of everything going crazy, he provides us with comfort. Now, the first thing to comfort is getting in the right position. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, the best position for comfort is laying down. Now, I have stood up and felt comfortable. I have sat down and felt comfortable, but I felt most comfortable when I laid down. And it says that he makes me lie down in green pastures. And I would love to pull some things out of that. First of all, he creates the environment that I can lay down in. And as we, we have been bouncing back and forth comparing ourselves to sheep, as David, the writer of this, was a shepherd, he understood this. God, just like the shepherd, provides an environment by which the sheep feel comfortable to lay down. Now, one of the things about sheep, sheep are very picky. They, they make sure that they are established and that everything is good around them before they will even consider laying down. So that means it has to look comfortable. It can't look dangerous. Uh, it can't look as if it's going to not provide comfort when I lay down. So it, this place that he lays down in has green pastures. That means it has a nice bed of grass. Now, some of us have laid down on the ground without having to have a blanket underneath us and just relaxed. I said some of us. And some of us need to make sure to, in order for us to lay down, that we have something that is a barrier between us and the ground. But the fact is, we have to make sure that it's prepared for us to lay down because the anticipation of 
laying down is that we are looking for a place to relax and have comfort. So God creates this environment where he makes it available. He makes it conducive for us to lay down. Now, as we think about this laying down, there are some things that we have to ensure that are in place. We can't have moments of distress. It's hard to lay down when you're stressed out because it's just hard to do because your mind is racing and things are going on. Now, there are different things that stress a sheep out. It could be the other sheep are stressing them out. It could be that the, 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 the grass doesn't look right that they're going to be laying down in. It could be something that is bothering them, is irritating them, is causing them not to want to lay down. Because you want to be in the right mindset in order to lay down. So sometimes, I'm going to flip this real quick and say, it's hard to lay down when you're bothered by people. When people is bothering you, you can't lay down. Because when people are bothering you, you say, as soon as I lay down, somebody's going to come here and ask me something. That's why you see the commercials where the, uh, uh, one of my favorite commercials was this lady was sitting in her bubble bath and just relaxing, just chilling. She was eating her little pieces of chocolate, and she was just sitting there relaxing. And one of the kids came and knocked on the door, and she said in a, in a deeper voice than her, said, who is it? And she said, oh, Dad, I'm looking for Mom. And the kid left. And she just got back into the room. Because we have to have this environment where people not bothering us. And then the next point that we want to bring out is sometimes we just have to forget about people and just focus on ourselves. We, we have now called that, we have given it a name, we have called it self-care. You got to take care of yourself. Why? Because no one can take care of you like you can take care of yourself. Now, the additional thing is, if we look at this second uh, uh, verse of this, we can see how God has this set up. He has this nice green pasture to lay down, but the other thing that a sheep needs, it needs to know that there is water around. You know, water is very important. 70% of our body is made of water. Now, if you think about that, and you think about how much water you consume in a day, I think some of us may realize that we are physically at a deficit. Yes. <laughs> in fact, the CDC has, has told us that what we should ensure is that we have water set aside in case of an emergency. Why? Because you need water in order to survive. So we want to make sure that we have water like the uh, sheep have water in this situation. When you are in this position of comfort, you want to have everything 
that you need to rest and to be refreshed. And the other thing about a, 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 a sheep, sheep do not care what kind of water they drink. It could be a mud puddle. If they're thirsty, they're going to drink out of it. So the shepherd has to ensure that the water is, like the water boy says, high quality H2O. We want to ensure that it is set up in a way whereby it is all good on all sides. So he makes me to lie down in these green pastures, and he leads me beside the still water. So it's this nice little, I don't know if y'all have ever had opportunity, and, and some folks even have them in their houses now. They have these little uh, uh, things called... Uh, waterfalls where the water just trickled down and it makes a nice noise and it, well you wouldn't call it noise but it makes this nice sound and and everybody says it's so relaxing and and you know it's all good but if it's a thunderstorm with the lightning and everything going on right now then that is not so good. So there's a, a position, even though there's water dribbling down from the sky, when there's lightning and thunder added to it, it is not as relaxing. But I've heard many people say when there's a, a, thunder, a water uh, uh, shower going on, they say, well, you know what? This is some good time to go home and lay down. Because it sounds so peaceful. It sounds so quiet. And the thing about sheep is... They don't care. But it's the shepherd's responsibility of taking care of the sheep to make sure that they have, like I said before, that high quality H2O. And the next thing that we can see in this is he restores my soul. Verse number three says, he restores my soul. That's the innermost part of me. God takes the time to put me in the right position as it pertains to my confidence in him. He helps me to get in the right mindset as it pertains to him. Because sometimes it can appear that God is not answering or hearing what I'm saying. But if we tell our soul to be quiet and to be comforted in what God is doing, guess what? Everything turns out all right. And so we have to find ourselves in this situation whereby he is restoring us and putting us in a position whereby we can celebrate God doing something in our soul. Now, our soul is our innermost being. It's the part of you that talks to you when nobody else is speaking to you. Your soul talks to you more than anybody else. And that's why we have to renew our minds so that we can provide the proper instruction to our soul so that it can refer back to the things of God instead of the things of the flesh. 
So he restores my soul. And the reason he restores my soul is because his desire is he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So God has some ulterior motives in this. God's ulterior motive is I want you to represent me in the right way. So everybody, there's a song said, everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. Everybody talking about God ain't godly. And so we have to realize that he leads me in the path of righteousness, God's way of living, doing, and being right. Why? Because we are representatives of him. There are people that relate your actions to your name. And because of that, God wants his name to be a name that draws all men unto him because he is the way, the truth, the life. He is the beacon in the midst of storms. He is the strong tower in the midst of a battle. Whatever it is you need, God is. But however, comma, there is a way to do things the right way. It's just like when a young person is told to clean their room and they take everything that's in the middle of the floor and just slide it underneath the bed. And they say the room appears to be clean. They don't say the appears part, but they'll say my room is clean. And then a parent will look in there and say, wow, you did a really good job. But now... A, 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 a parent that has been once or twice around the block realizes everything that look right sometimes ain't right. And they'll initially, they'll go and they'll look underneath that bed and they can't even see nothing because everything is underneath the bed. And they have to pull everything out and say, put everything in its proper place because everything has a proper place place. But God leads us in this path of righteousness. How does he lead us? As we turn over our desires to him, as we make our will his will, he leads us in the direction that he'll have us to go. The Bible says if we acknowledge him, then he will provide direction. So if it is us saying, God, I want to do this the way that you want it done, show me what to do. And he will begin to reveal to you the direction. And because he wants you to be honored so that he can be glorified. And then, even in the midst of all this that's going on, He comes to a situation where there may be or feel like everything is closing in. Everything is going negative. Things are just not going right. And we end up in verse number four. 
And it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And as we look at these three scriptures, we can realize that God has a plan of restoration for us that are walking on this earth. He wants to place us in a spot where we can feel comfortable and relaxed. He wants to restore us interiorly in, in our innermost being. He wants to lead us in the right way. And even though we are going through what appears to be a death situation, we won't fear because we know that he's with us, that his rod and his staff, they're comforting us. They're guiding us. They're leading us even in the midst of a bad situation. There have been people that have given up because things appeared to be bad. There are people that have given up because things felt bad. There are people that have given up because things were bad. And there are people that were not smart enough to give up, and next thing they know, the thing that they thought, they felt, or was, did not have the power that initially they thought it had. And sometimes we can get in a situation where it can look bad. And we won't, don't want to go through it, but we hold on to God's unchanging hand and he leads us through it and we realize it wasn't all that bad. It can feel as if this is a bad situation and we hold on to God's unchanging hand and we realize that it wasn't as bad as it felt like it was going to be. And then sometimes we have a bad situation, but when we hold on to God's hand and we walk through the situation with him, what we thought was going to destroy us actually gave God glory and caused us elevation. But we have to know that he's going to comfort us. He's going to be with us. The way of comfort is trusting in God in every situation. You hear what I said? The way of comfort is trusting God in every situation. Did you hear what I said? The way of comfort is trusting God in every situation. If we have a care, we turn it over to God. Why? Because he cares for us. If our yoke is easy, and heavy and weighing us down, we can ex go to God and we can exchange it and then he will give us his yoke and because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. 
But sometimes we feel like it's all my fault, it's all mine. See, this is how the valley of the shadow of death operates. It takes us out of the mindset of servitude and tells us that you are not worth it and you are worthy of death. Now, the thing is, that is all true. However, God has set up a provision that if we will grab hold of it, it does not take effect. Y'all catch that tomorrow. Yes, we are worthy of death. Yes, we should be killed. However, God has placed in that situation a way of escape. We don't have to die. We don't have to be discouraged. We choose to do those things. One of the things that we know in medical field is that if we have a patient that has a terminal illness, that that terminal illness does not take, does not have the adverse effects that it would have if the person is excited, happy, and glad. Now you say, how can they be happy, excited, and glad in a terminal situation? Because they have a trust in greater than themselves. They say, I may be in a terminal situation, but that doesn't mean I have to have a terminal attitude. And those that are excited or happy, there are people that have lived many, many more. Doctors say you got three weeks to live, and the next thing they know is three years later. Why? Because our attitude also affects our body. And because if we can rest and find comfort in God and knowing that he has this all under control and we can celebrate and be content in that God has this under control, I'm just walking through this valley of the shadow of death. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be merry because a merry heart is just like a medicine. We're going to just celebrate God even in the midst. I may not be able to do it the way I used to, but what I can do, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to celebrate that God has this all under control. Why? Because he's there with me. He's there protecting me. He's there leading me. He's there guiding me. Even in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. There's nothing that can stop God from doing what he has planned to do. <laughs> There's nothing that can prevent God from doing what he has planned to do. And God wants us to be fit. Now, God's level of fitness is not based upon what we desire to be fit. Because society has told us fitness is being a certain height, a certain weight, a certain look. But God's fitness is that we are walking in him and trusting in him. Because God is about being uh, walking in his goodness and most importantly walking in his love. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love God and him alone. 
walking in led is his desire. And sometimes our desire don't link up with God's no way, shape, form, or fashion. Because our desire is, what can you do for me? What have you, what's that, what have you done for me lately? But God wants to use us as that conduit, as I said. And as we are comfortably moving in the way that God has set before us, we realize that we can touch lives in a way that no one else can touch them except for God. Because God is a way maker. God is the one who is above all and in all and can accomplish all because of how he's designed things that we proceed in and that we pursue. If we can find our comfort in God, he provides us with everything that we need. And now as we're getting ready to hit this final curve to head on to the house, I want to bring out the fact that the staff that he is using to lead us and guide us, that staff that he is using, it, 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 it is not only there for him, as I said last time, not only for him to walk up and down the hills, the dales, and through the valleys, but it also is used to lead the sheep, it's used to protect the sheep, and it is used in correcting the sheep. And so sometimes we, like the sheep, we need to be led. Sometimes, like the sheep, we need to be protected. But now the one thing, just like sheep, that we don't like is to be corrected. Nobody wants to be corrected because... We always think that what we're doing is the right thing. Even when it's the wrong thing, we think we're doing it right. Why? Because I don't know, but that's what we do. Because that's how we think, is that we, do you know that was wrong? Yes. Well, why'd you do it? Mm-hmm. Because you thought it was right until you got caught and got corrected. And so we want to realize that God's whole purpose of leading us protecting us and correcting us is to get us to, to conform to his will. Why? Because he wants us to understand his will for our lives and for this earth. Now as we hit the home stretch, I want to remind us all of this. This is why the way of comfort is so important. If we can be comfortable in God, because sometimes we don't appreciate God's timing. We even wrote a song about it. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. Because we don't always appreciate God's timing, but yet we can proclaim that his timing is perfect. Amen. Boy, if God would have did it when I wanted to, it would have been all messed up. But when he did it, when he did it, it was perfect. Yes. And so 
When we talk about her, when David is talking about God intentionally leading us beside the still, the calm waters, and he intentionally is placing us in these green pastures, these places of rest where we can find rest for our souls. And he's putting us up on this and he's putting us on this path that will lead us to glorify his name. It is because God knows what we need in life. Yes. I'm going to say that again. God knows what we need in life. Yes. And so that our life will be to the fullness of what he desires for us. Think about the plans you pray, Lord, I wish you would. And Lord, I wish this. And I, Lord, please give me this. And if he would have gave you what you asked for, did it when you told him that it needed to be done, and you look and reflect upon it, you realize I was messing stuff up. But when God did it, and he did it his way, things turned out to be much, much more better. Or much, much more gooder. Because God has a way of doing it so that we can understand that he had us all along. Even when we thought we were still stuck in the valley, he was still right there with us. Still leading us and guiding us until we came through on the other side. Because that is the way God does his business. So we talked about the way of contentment. We talked and now we are talking about the way of comfort. Being settled in who God is in our lives. And next week we're going to talk about when we get there next week. All right. So with that being said. If you don't understand or have a comprehension of. God's comfort for your life. I would say that the issue probably is is that you do not have a connection with him, which means that you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you have not made that declaration to establish a relationship with Jesus Christ, then you cannot truly know what it's like to be content or comforted in the presence of God. But it's not a hard thing. The Bible says it like this. It says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Now that word saved means to be rescued or and or delivered. You're being rescued and or delivered from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. And the Bible also tells us that the wages of sin or the result, the payment for sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it also goes on to say that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord 
will be saved. Now, see, this is the thing. If you don't call, then guess what? It won't happen. So you have to call upon the name of the Lord in order to be rescued and or delivered. Now, I want you to understand that, that this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. And you making that decision today, we want to come alongside you, assist you along this journey so that we can help you to become all, assist you in becoming all that God has for you to be and for you to become. And so that he can cause you to rest beside the still waters, so that he can provide you that comfort of the green pasture so that he can walk with you, be with you as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And he can show you how to write, walk in righteousness. God has all these things planned for you and we want to assist you in accomplishing those things. So we ask that you would let us know that you've made that decision today. By contacting us at our email, which is info at godshousecc.com, or you can text us at 864-920-0100. That's 864-920-0100. Let us know that you made that decision today. We will respond. I don't care where you are in the world. We will respond. And we will let you know the next steps to assist you along this journey because we want God's best just for you. Well, friends and family, that is episode number two of Psalms 23, I Shall Not Want. Our subtopic today was The Way of Comfort. Tune in next week for episode number three, and you will find out what it is. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.